With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What, George Reister? I hope the second playoff game is a little bit more exciting than the first one. LSU with the beatdown, just crushing Oklahoma 63 to 28. How about Joe Burrow, man? Seven touchdown passes in the first quarter. He was absolutely. Oh, he was absolutely electric, but the blowout was the ref's fault. It was all on the refs. It was not Oklahoma. It was not LSU. Blame the refs. The refs for the blown PI. Yeah, it was fourteen to P- seven at the time. Yep, they were going to go down and score, and then it was going to be fourteen fourteen. Wow! Listen to you, George Rice. No, you I'm know jo- what? I'm I'm. It was a. I'm joking. It was a, it was a terrible call, <laughs> and, and yes, they may have scored, but they still would have gotten housed. It. I was all ready because I had this flashback to the 2012 season. Because you know me, I'm from South Bend, Indiana. I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan. Oh, you're talking about the uh, year that Notre Dame played in the Orange Bowl um, in the national championship instead Mm -hmm. of Oregon against Alabama and got absolutely destroyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that It was the year that they were the most deserving opponent against the Crimson Tide. Oh, Lord. Truth be told. Crimson Tide probably would have crushed everybody. That's that they a lie. Faced, they would not have Florida. beat Oregon. That they yeah. wouldn't. Oregon but was any- the third team in the country. They they should have been number number two. However, the BCS does not always reward the best teams. It but didn't. it does remind me way back when, if we get into the hot tub time machine, there was an obvious missed pass interference call on Alabama, and it was Notre Dame's. I want to say it was their first drive. And it was Tyler Eifert, you know, the tight end yeah. with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, sir. He's one of the many great tight ends that Notre Dame has produced. And it was pass interference. It wasn't called. And me, being the biggest Notre Dame fan that you will find most likely, I I can't even look at you with a straight face and say, hey, if they made that call, Notre Dame would have been in the thick of things. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they still would have gotten rolled just like Oklahoma tonight. You know, yeah. They were getting blown out regardless if that call was made or not. But how about this, George? It's um, 
You hear the the double whammy? I don't know what the opposite of double whammy is. It's like a double thumbs up, I guess, is that LSU gets this win. They move on to the national championship game. That's beautiful for them. And also their stud running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He only had a couple of carries in the game. He only saw the field with that sore hamstring, and they were able to shut him down for the better part of three quarters. So you have him more rested for the national championship game. That that matters not. I mean, there's there are t- there are two weeks in between this game and and the next game, and there's a lot that changes. Who who prepares better? Which teams play better? So as well as LSU played, they aren't a shoe in to beat Clemson or Ohio State. Like they are going to put up a fight, and Cle- and and LSU's defense, who had given up points a bunch of times this year, is going to have to play ball. They're oh. just not going to get a freebie like they did today. Oh, no no doubt. And what I'm saying is you get Edwards Alaire more rested for the national championship game where he wasn't risking oh, yeah, further injury saying. tonight. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're going to roll over whoever they face the next game the same way they rolled over Oklahoma. I'm just saying – you didn't have to risk further injury to Edwards Alaire. And, and that's a, a great boost for LSU because if this is a four quarter game, a 50 50 game that could go either way, who knows what happens with Edwards Alaire? Maybe he's got a, 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 a hamstring injury where he can't even play. Maybe yeah. he's severely affected the next game. Who knows? Oh, that's, that is true. But, but this Oklahoma LSU game, this was the biggest beat down in a big-time game or even a college football playoff game. Actually, I was I would just say in a big-time game of two, you know, really good teams, the biggest beat down since Oregon demolished Florida State in the Rose Bowl uh, in 2015. Like, that's the biggest wipeout that we've seen amongst teams where you're like, okay, there could be something going in this game. And it was just an absolutely one-sided affair. I mean, o- Oklahoma's offense, like if you were really honest about it, like if everybody was really honest, right, uh-huh. They, this Oklahoma's offense was not as good as it had been last year with Kyler Murray or the year before with Baker Mayfield. And they showed it down the stretch. They had trouble scoring at times for what for whatever reason, regardless of whether it's uh, Jalen Hurts' passing ability, their, their offensive line, whatever it is, they had trouble scoring. So you knew coming into this game, and then their their defense is notoriously, you know, bad, right? I mean, they have a bad rep. So you had to know coming into this game that Oklahoma may not only not be the fourth best team, they could they would have been the fourth most deserving team, but you could argue that there were two or three other teams that definitely would have put up a better fight than they put up today. Yeah, and it's one of those deals we've had many years like this, George, as you well know. We just mentioned Notre Dame getting crushed by Bama. And then there are a lot of people that say, well, hey, maybe X team should have been in there instead. And it's like going into the playoff this season, it was clearly Oklahoma. They should have been that fourth team in there. Yeah, And if they get the doors blown off of them, well, they just get the doors blown off of them. It doesn't mean that the fifth team, Georgia, was much more deserving or anything like that. But I think there's a tendency, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but I think there's a tendency for a lot of people to see a beatdown, say Notre Dame losing to Clemson last I was going to say that last year, and I actually defended Notre Dame in that case. I was like, listen, 
there nobody could beat Clemson last year. They beat Alabama, who everybody thought was re, remember yeah. at the beginning of last season. Oh, Alabama is unbeatable. Just hand them the trophy. It's over. Yep. The most yep. unbelievable. And they got beat up by 28 points. So guess what? Notre Dame, who lost by what, 26 or 27? Yeah. They, seven. Yeah, they like there was nothing anybody could do. I mean, like, you can't blame Notre Dame when Alabama got housed, too. Like, there was nobody that you could put in front of Clemson last year in the college football playoff that they would not have beat. But I do have a question for you, Brian. So, with today's results, Mm -hmm. because I know what it does for me, does that make the case for playoff expansion more, like, more favorable to you or less favorable? Less. Seriously? It makes it less. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Because... Oklahoma just got the doors blown off of them. And there are teams... I'll give you a great example why, George. And by the way, let me remind everybody. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. I'll give you a great example, George Reister. You might even agree with this. It's possible. How about Memphis? Memphis gets crushed by Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. You would, now, bear you with would, me on this. You would call that a crushing? Yeah. They Are lost by serious? two touchdowns, but they gave up. You would call this a crushing. Memphis gave up 396 yards rushing to Penn State. They gave up basically 400 yards rushing. And I hear all these people clamoring Hold for an on. eight-team playoff. They, and they, it almost always includes the best group of five team, which would have been Memphis this season, the 17th-ranked team that just gave up almost 400 yards rushing to Hold Penn on. State. Time Get them out. away from the, my playoffs. Th- Get them is, out. This is such a – you just cherry-picked the stat. When you look at that – because I watched this entire game. I watched this game in its entirety. And did you have money on this game, George? No, I did not. Okay. However, Why I was you watching the Irish. You got something against the Irish? That was a dude. That I, I so that was a beatdown. Go ahead and say it, George. I, it was a beatdown. Cyclones. You should be embarrassed. I got smacked around. Today. I have two TVs in my game room, so I did have the Notre Dame on the upper television with the uh, sound off, just j- just in case <laughs> anything happened that that was notable. But that was a snooze fest. And that's the smaller oh. TV, right? Of the two? No, they're both same size. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Um, there is so when you looked at the Memphis Penn State game. Memphis actually had 542 total yards. They passed for 479 versus Penn State only passed for 133. Yes, mm-hmm. they rushed the ball all over the place, but but when you look, look at the rushing, the, the the passing was equally as bad for for Penn State secondary. And if it had not been for uh, a Memphis fumble six. This game was completely different. Like, granted, Memphis couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop a nosebleed running the ball, but Penn State couldn't stop them either. They got a one big turnover that changed the the game. This was not a blowout by any uh, stretch of the imagination. Memphis lost by two touchdowns. They gave up 396 yards rushing to a Penn State team. This is the biggest point. That wouldn't be in an eight-team playoff. They wouldn't be there either. And Memphis got crushed by a team and, that wouldn't and, even be in an And Memphis playoff. also <laughs> did not have their head coach or or one of their coordinators either that that is working at Florida State now. Man, so you could give them Belichick, 
to come up with hey, a defensive here, game plan. You here can give is them what Sean McVay. You can whoever you here want. Here's what still I know, Brian. Know. Crushed if they're in the here, playoff. Here, here is what I know, Brian. Brian, know is my experience, my 38 years on this earth watching sports tells me this. My 38, well, my what 38 years watching the NCAA tournament, probably uh, 25 meaningful years. Watching, you know, the FCS playoffs, watching the NBA playoffs, NFL playoffs. What I know is that, yes, the best teams typically advance. But if you have an 18 playoff, there are going to be upsets. Sure. Some years there are going to be upsets and that will make for compelling television. And, 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 and yes, eight seeds are rarely going to beat one one seeds, especially right. if those are group of five teams. However, if the if the group of five team gets seeded seventh and, you know, and like a Penn State or an, or an or a Georgia or an Oregon or someone like that gets seeded eighth, you're going to occasionally have some upsets of the one team. This is just how it works. Yeah, I just don't want Memphis there. I don't want the and I'm not anti little guy. I'm not anti group of five. Clearly, you are. No, 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 no. You're jumping to conclusions here, George Reister, and you are the voice of many people who I know are also jumping to conclusions here. Let me state the record clearly. I am not anti little guy, meaning group of five teams. I'm anti undeserving. I don't think you should automatically have a seat at the eight-team playoff table. So should the conference the champions the should the should the conference champions automatically have a seat? No, what? I don't like that either. What? No, no. there's no. imbalance in scheduling. They should Fine. absolutely have nah. have a have have a seat. However, nah. a nope. team could get three seats though. I mean, like, like right. if, if, if they're you, the most deserving, so be it. Th- that's I don't want what I'm some saying. Team that could is have that... two, three, four losses winning their conference, getting in there automatically. I don't want some group that... of five team that has you know what two that means? losses and is 17th ranked in the country getting into. The yeah, but you know what that playoff. means though. That that means that if the if if a team is supposed to be so great, right? Uh-huh. Then they will win their conference. If they are as great no. as everybody says they are, they no. will win their conference. I don't so, agree with that. So, so if we've you, had national champions who haven't won their conference, like Bama. That's, that's happened the before. Only time that it's happened. One. We've only one had time. the playoff for what? Is this the fifth year? And that's why expansion is necessary. And you <laughs> and you should have the five power five conference champions in. No. It, 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 nope. it it would be different if if schedules were balanced. Then, I hear you on that. Then I, I could. Yeah. Then I would agree with just finding yeah. the eight best best teams. But when there's so much d- discrepancy in schedules, then I have to say put the the power five the five power five champions in, and then you have the highest ranked nope. group group Get of five. Teams. Hold on. Don't, want, Hold don't on. even talk to me and about the, highest. And the, ra- we and don't even the, know if the, the highest reason, ranked is going to be ranked. No, no, no. <laughs> if uh, if if uh, if uh, they're not ranked. So 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 maybe you put that stipulation on the top fifteen or something. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, that's at least we're getting in the right direction. Yeah. And, so no and group of five at this large, year. And two at large bids. <laughs> that was the new uh, uh, the new format. We wouldn't have a group of five team in it this year. Because well, and and that and that would be fine. And yeah. that would be a and that would be a okay. Yeah. And and nobody would actually argue with you. The only time they even argue about the power the non power five teams is when they're undefeated. That would actually, and we have all night to talk about this, but that actually, it tickles my fancy here, George Reister, because think about this. 
if Memphis is ranked 17th and all of a sudden there's a playoff berth on the line, it's like, well, last week, last two weeks, they got to win. They got to win impressively. Are they going to leapfrog whoever's in head, ahead of them? Oh, exactly. Yep. Uh, that would be really interesting. Yep. And, and like, I, I'm all about making everything more competitive, making everything better, m- making these games more interesting and bowl yeah. games matter. So if you expand the eight teams, then you make the then then you make uh, two more bowl games become important. And you put an emphasis on the conference games. The conference games become that much more important because now you get an automatic playoff berth. All right, we got all night to talk about this, George Reister. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, Joe Burrow. What a performance against Oklahoma. He was And what a season. What do you see from the guy going forward in the NFL? We'll compare notes. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. I'll tell you what, George Reister, Christmas is my favorite holiday. But if there's one silver lining with Christmas being over with, it's that you get to hear Slayer, Angel of Death, rejoin music after the Christmas season, you know? I no, think that welcomes no, you know. into the aftermath. No, the a- aftermath or or afterlife. After- I mean, there is no reason to be <laughs> listening to that to that racket. And see, I I'm a I'm a person who likes to be at peace, who likes to be, you know, living my best life at all times. There are times for excitement, there are times for all of all of that, but that type of music like brings no good peaceful energy to you it like there no good can come from listening to that like how are you going to listen to that on the way to go have a conversation with your girlfriend your wife your mother like have a difficult conversation or a hard conversation or even show some love empathy or sympathy like after listening to that it's impossible okay so let me ask you this getting ready for a big game were you listening to smooth jazz or were you listening to something with some edge you know We've got Clemson and Ohio State tonight. You think they waltzed in there listening to oldies music? Or are they listening to something with some edge, some rap, some metal, right? Um, That's not necessarily true. One of the hardest-hitting guys that I ever played with. Donovan Darius. Yes, Donovan Darius. See, how did you know that? I know. Oh. Come on, man. I know. He, he loves easy listening music. And he would listen to classical music. He was a maniac. That's right. He was a maniac. But, uh, he was a great hitter. But uh, great. me... I would I would listen to either either Christian gospel music to 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 keep me at peace because because I was a person who um I, I had to keep my emotions in check otherwise I would literally be so charged up and use so much energy being like overexcited so I had to temper it down just to make sure that I was in a place to be able to you know, to focus and execute all game because I didn't need to be hyped up to like run through somebody to hit them. It it was all, it was more strategic to me than it, than it was brute force. Like I will downplay the goodness and the oftentimes necessity of metal. 
You will sure there is zero. Anything. No, there's zero. Sorry, sorry. There is one. There is only one time where metal is is appropriate. Huh? Soundtracks for movies. I mean, like that's, that's literally it's the only it. time. That's the exception. Yeah, I mean, b- okay. b- because there are appropriate <laughs> times where you need that sort of energy and all that, and that's about it, brother. How about some of the great boxers, the great fighters of all time, when they would walk out to the ring and they'd play some edgy music, you know, they'd have some DMX blaring, you know, you need some edge in your life from time to time, George. You You don't need it 100% of the time, but no edge is no life. That's a bumper sticker right there. You need whatever will help you focus. If, If you are a person who needs to get ramped up and that can help you focus, because there is a big difference. Um, I, I think so many people falsely think that as a as a professional athlete that you have to be so hyped up to play. No, you you have to be focused yeah. and your energy has to has to be right. Because I've seen so many guys get so hyped up, oh, I'm gonna run through a wall, and then you make a mental mistake. No, you have to be focused on what you're doing, focused on the task at hand even more than being charged up because because true truthfully how long does that emotion really last anyway like if you get that hyped yeah, up that charged true. up it it's gone after the first quarter so that's why you see teams uh and and they constantly say weather the storm weather the uh, storm especially when if you're playing a big rivalry game you'll yeah. see it be close in the, in the first quarter and then all of a sudden you'll see the doors get blown off because that emotion is gone and the focus, technique, and better team yeah. is is going to win the game. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. Virginia Tech, how they have that great intro, and it's actually metal. It's Enter Sandman, all the emotion. I remember Inter- the Ohio State a couple of years ago with Braxton Miller. Yeah. And Ohio State throws a couple of touchdowns. The emotion's not as high anymore. By the way, how about this catch by Ohio State? One hand equals one foot, apparently, in college football. You know, and it makes sense. So the the wide receiver went up for the grab. That was an amazing catch. He was pushed out of bounds by the Clemson defensive back, but Wilson had his hand down before his foot hit out of bounds, and it's a catch, Ohio State, right at the five-yard line. How about that? That was an amazing catch. equals a catch. Yeah, Yeah. that was an amazing catch because it was his hand hit a quarter second before his foot hit hit out of bounds. It was a it was a phenomenal catch, but I will say that it was a really good play by a heads up play by the defender too, because so many times, especially in in the pros, you see guys get pass interference calls um, instead of actually letting the guy catch the ball and just pushing him out of bounds, like while while he's in the air, if he has to jump for it, yes, like that is equally as effective. It is. You know, I, I had a random thought earlier today. It was the the game we just watched where LSU crushed Oklahoma. There was a pass interference call, believe it or not, on LSU. This is later in the game. And the LSU DB, he pushed the Ohio State receiver, or, or the Oklahoma receiver, rather, out of bounds before the ball got there. Oh, that was P.I. That was clear. And it was. It clearly was. But it dawned on me, George, you don't see this. What if a player jumped up toward, let's say, the middle of the end zone? A DB could just catch him in the air 
and just run him exactly. out of bounds, plop him out of bounds. They should do that more often if the opportunity presents itself. You see the good, the really good corners. You see them do things like like that. They if they know that they have to jump for it, they will make sure to push them in the air after they they catch it. It's very difficult to do. And it's probably exercise less in college because all you need is one foot down or a toe. So so it, it, it's equally as important to, like, if you're a DB, the whole point is to not let the guy, not let him not catch the ball, but not let it be a catch. So there are different techniques to it. And, and you see the good corners, they exercise patience and they don't panic when the ball is in the air. So if you can exercise patience and you know and keep your wits about you, like a guy like Stingley Jr., who's the yeah. uh, he's the actual uh, the cornerback number twenty four for LSU. If you've not seen him, watch him play. Everybody is uh, ranting and raving about Delpit, the safety because he won the 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 Thorpe Award. However, he was not the best defensive back on his team. Stingley Jr. is the best. He's a true freshman and he's the best defensive back in the entire country yes i said that it's a fact you stand it's a fact it's not no, even an opinion i fact i have consulted there <laughs> no 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 i'm serious there are i've talked to four or five well three three db coaches two head coaches about that kid all of them unanimously say he's the best corner and I talked to an, an NFL defensive back uh, coach. He said he is if he were coming out, he would be the number one DB taken, period, hands down. Well, it'd be a pretty sexy championship game matchup if it's LSU against Ohio State, and there's been all that. Who's the real DBU? You think Okuda over there could be a top five pick with Ohio State? Goodness, yeah. just look at the Saints defensive backfield. Yep. Most of those dudes are from Ohio State, you know, like Marshawn Lattimore and Von Bell, on and on. They Eli are DBU. Apple over there. <laughs> yeah, so that would be – and Ohio State, they kicked a field goal early on. They're up 3 nothing. So we got lots to do here, George Reister. We got to get an official in-game prediction, what's going to happen in this Ohio State-Clemson game. Also, we have to look at Joe Burrow and his pro prospects. We'll do that right around the corner first, though. A friend of ours, a friend of America, a friend of all things that are good in life. That is Steve hey, DeSager Steve. here to spin us around <laughs> the world of sports. What's going on, Steve? How are you doing, man? Doing well. Good evening, gentlemen. Semi-final nights for college football. Of course, we had a blowout in the first of the two. That was number one LSU 63-28 over Oklahoma at the Peach Bowl. Here in Arizona, the Fiesta Bowl has number two ranked Ohio State out to a 3 nothing lead on third ranked Clemson. It's a battle of 13-0 teams. Ohio State has won 19 games in a row. Clemson has won 28 games in a row. Justin Fields, by the way, the superstar quarterback of the Buckeyes, playing with a brace on his knee, did go five of six passing on the first drive, 42 yards. They drove down inside the 10, settled for the field goal. By the way, Fields for the season, 40 touchdown passes at one interception. And he did not win the Heisman. The guy that did had seven touchdown passes in the first half of the Peach Bowl in LSU's blowout win. Joe Burrow had over 400 yards passing just in the first half and wound up with 493 for the game. In fact, the lead for the LSU Tigers just after halftime was 56-14. to 14. 
Ouch. The Cotton Bowl went to 10th-ranked Penn State over Memphis, 53-39. It was the highest-scoring Cotton Bowl ever. In Orlando, number 15 Notre Dame, a winner over Iowa State, 33-9. Iowa State finishes 7-6 and on the season. USC fired defensive coordinator Clancy Pendergast, according to Yahoo, and the special teams coach is out, and ex-linebackers coach Joe DeForest got a job with NC State. Program reminder on Fox TV Monday, Cal will be staying in Northern California for its bowl game against Illinois from Santa Clara. And by the way, Monday night is the Orange Bowl, Florida against Virginia. Tuesday, New Year's Eve, we'll have Utah against Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Of course, New Year's will have plenty of games, including Baylor's quarterback returning. Charlie Brewer returned to practice yesterday. He had suffered a concussion in his conference title game. Baylor against Georgia, New Year's night in the Sugar Bowl. One NBA final today. Denver won again, beating Memphis 119-110. The Lakers will have one of the late games coming up in 90 minutes at Portland. The Lakers had started the season 24-3. They've lost four games in a row, but LeBron James with his groin injury will play tonight. The LA Clippers will be home to Utah this evening. Milwaukee has a home game with Orlando. Giannis Antetokounmpo is out again with a bad back. In college hoops, number 19 Kentucky beat rival Louisville ranked third this week. In overtime Kentucky 78-70 the final. And guys, the college football playoff, this current system started back in the 2014 season when Ohio State beat Oregon in the final. That was Cardell Jones Zeke Elliott and Michael Thomas all on the same team and Ezekiel Elliott running for nearly 250 yards in the championship game. Well, in these, what, six years total, Oklahoma's been in the semifinals four of the last five years, and they've lost all four semifinals now. 2015 season, they lost the Orange Bowl by 20 points to number one Clemson. A couple years ago, remember the Rose Bowl? They had a huge lead, blew that, and lost in double overtime to Georgia's running backs. And last year, Oklahoma lost its semifinal in the Orange Bowl to number one Alabama, 45-34. And then the unmentionable 63-28 LSU win over the Sooners today. Back to you. By the way, why doesn't Oklahoma have a worse reputation? You know, it's a legitimate question. They're losing all these playoff games left and right, some by blowout fashion, like today. And I know they got hammered on Twitter and social media today, and that's fine, but they don't have as bad of a reputation as, Notre as Dame. some other teams do. Yeah, Notre Dame, for instance. Notre okay. Dame gets hammered way let, more than let Oklahoma me, does. Let me explain this to you. It's a very, very simple com- conversation. Haters. And, and, it is, and, some, Haters. and some of it is it's simple-minded thinking from, uh-huh. from some fans. So the so with Notre Dame, people always question their le- legitimacy in the playoffs to begin with because they play twelve games versus everybody else playing, n- needing thirteen to get in. So that's so with the conference championship because they are in, are an independent. So that's the that's the first knock on Notre Dame, and people generally so they're always like, oh, how good is Notre Dame really, blah, 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 when in reality they typically play a tougher schedule than most SEC teams in like in terms of number of power five opponents, typically always. But when you look at Oklahoma, I liken this conversation to, let's use a guy like Matt Barnes. How many times would you have heard people say, in a game when Matt Barnes, when he missed a three-pointer or something, they'd be like, Matt Barnes sucks, right? But then, or a guy off the, you know, like a role player, Patrick Beverly sucks. But put him in your men's league, put him in college, they'll average 30 because they're better. Like, they are just, 
they are just up against people who are much better than them, even though they are really good. If if a, that if if that makes sense, like you don't get into the playoffs every single year or four out of last five years, and not be good, like that just that just doesn't happen because you have to win at least twelve games to get in. So 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 you don't suck. You're either just cracking under the the pressure, or you're just not as good as the other teams. That's fair, but if you're keeping it Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Notre Dame's reputation is far worse than Oklahoma's is. And keep it like this. Let's keep it equal. If Notre Dame's the team that's in the playoff or even before the playoff got here and they're losing four out of the last five years, right? Do you realize what people are saying about Notre Dame? It's 10 times worse than what people are saying about Oklahoma right now. So yeah, that's but what it- I'm trying to wrap my mind around is why is it that Notre Dame gets hammered way more okay. than Oklahoma does? Okay, but, but and and here's another reason is that when Notre Dame got in in 2012 and when they got in last year, yeah, there was some controversy surrounding who should have been been in their spot, right? Yeah, yeah. So in Oklahoma's years, there hasn't been any controversy in who should have been in. So. So it's like if there's nothing to argue about, like if like if you looked at Oklahoma's team this year with how they performed, and if you were really real about it, like we talked about in the last segment, then then yes, you could have said, okay, maybe Georgia's better, maybe Oregon's better, maybe um, you know Florida Florida's better, but there was no argument because neither one of those none of those teams jumped through the okay. requisite hoops that's fair but if all things are equal apples to apples irish get in there isn't as much controversy to the playoff just like oklahoma and they get rolled today <laughs> it is 10 times more in terms of the criticism and mm, I, I don't know if I it's don't just know, because dude. it was bad success. today it was I, bad today i know it today. was bad today it's worse if it's notre dame it's way worse if it's, maybe because they're making movies. It's Rudy. I don't, I don't know what it is, but oh my gosh! Like all the stuff and, that has and, been thrown at Notre Dame oh, for being in the playoff, oh, for being in the so BCS national championship oh, game against so Alabama. I'm just telling you, it's way worse than Oklahoma what they've experienced. Listen, Steve if you're gonna get if you're scores. gonna get in, if you're gonna get into the playoffs without being a conference champion as an independent, like you got to show up. I mean, because at the end of the day, fans are knee-jerk reaction people, and so are a lot of you know analysts as well. Knee-jerk reaction people, and and when you knee-jerk, you say, "Oh, they shouldn't have been been in." Okay, but who else would you have yeah. put in? I know it's just hey, Notre Dame has a lot of haters. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox. They need Radio to win studios. something, dude. They haven't been good, really good have, since Rocket Ishmael. Really, really yeah. that. They went to the BCS National Championship. Uh, game. Oregon should have been in that game. Oregon they lost to a Clemson team who blew out Alabama even worse. I mean, you know? they were they were. I mean, I mean, I'm saying in terms of an actual national championship caliber team, they have not been a real caliber team. It, I mean, because that year they went to the national championship chip in 2012 dude they squeaked out more wins than anybody ever they they had one point wins over navy they snuck by michigan state dude it was they were living they had were like a, a cat with nine lives it, it's, notre dame it's the truth 
You're symbolizing America here today, George Rice. Did they did did they or did they not squeak by five games? They had that, a couple that year. of squeakers, okay. And you know what? They had a big goose egg in the loss column that year. I'm doing a Geico read here. Okay, right? go it's on. easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, current freaking events coming up next. Enough about the freaking Irish from the Geico Studios along the way. Thank you. Nobody wants to talk about them anyway. Joe Burrow looking at his NFL prospects and more on the Clemson-Ohio State game. Sexy quarterback matchup. Justin Fields, his knee isn't quite right. He says about 80-85% our thoughts on that as it pertains to this evening's game Coming up, I'm Brian No, he's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, he's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Ohio State up 10 nothing. J.K. Dobbins, as our technical producer, Don Brown, who's with us tonight, said, up the gut. Up the gut, George Reister. And uh, gosh, what was it, about a 60-yard run right around there? For J.K. Man, the the only thing that stopped him was was hitting his head on the goalpost. <laughs> See, I always hear that expression: "Who has hit their head on the goalpost after a sixty-ish yard run? Who's done that?" Nobody. It's a, it's an it's an expression. But it's it became a, it's an a, expression a, because of a sports an colloquialism. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a description to uh, say that the only possible person that could have stopped the per the the runner is the goalpost. Maybe Antonio Brown. Remember when Antonio Brown did that celebration where he dove into the goalpost? Yep. Maybe that was the last guy who hit his head on the goalpost. Maybe. But Maybe. Uh, this this game with Ohio State being up 10-0, uh-huh. all year I wrote on unafraidshow.com where I write about college football, Pac-12, all of that stuff. I wrote that Ohio State was the best team all year. However, I thought that Clemson – was compl- that that they hadn't had the amount of tests that other teams had 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 well specifically LSU and Ohio State had had this year because the ACC was severely down it was garbage call it what it is George it was trash it was down i mean it, it was awful Yes, it was down. I mean, what what other adjective would you like me to? I, to I use? gave you three. There's there's trash, still, awful, pathetic. There's still not a group of five conference. I mean, it was group my, of five s outside of Clemson. Yes, well, that's what it was. Miami did lose to La Tech in the bowl game. <laughs> um, uh, Florida State is nothing near what they had been. Yeah, it's bad. North North Carolina was well. Virginia, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina were the, you know, like two, three, and four best teams in the conference, which doesn't necessarily bode well for what you got going. Oh, well, no. well, and then Wake Wake Forest. They're good, but I'm, no, I'm sorry. The uh, conference was bad this year. Bad. And Clemson did not get the same amount of tests. And so now playing Ohio State, they are getting punched in the mouth. But as long as they don't Long let game. this get out of out of a hand, it'll be yeah. it'll end up a close game because they will will rally. They just can't because they're punting the ball now back to Ohio mm. State. Six minutes left in the first quarter. As long as this doesn't get to seventeen zero, even even if it gets to thirteen zero, it's nothing to worry about because there's still plenty of game left and Clemson will settle down. By the way, I don't know the origin of this. There was a band member that had a plunger in the crowd. I have no idea what that's about. 
I don't know if this, a is, plunger? If this adds a whole lot to the broadcast this evening, but yeah, there was a band member that had a plunger. Uh, they're they're auditioning for for Stanford's band to go to grad school. <laughs> they're trying to get in all... grad school. <laughs> okay, so we'll get back to this game. Early going on, but Ohio State in control thus far. Up 10 nothing, about to get the ball back from Clemson. But I want to get back to Joe Burrow's performance. Joe Burrow threw seven touchdown passes in the first half against Oklahoma. Had over 400 yards passing in one half of football. Finishes with eight touchdowns for the game. And really, George, it's one of these deals where I've been buying into Joe Burrow more and more throughout the season. I feel like a lot of people have also. It's not as if you could have been completely sold on Joe Burrow heading into this year. No. He was pretty much a, a an unknown guy. He, he came back against TCF in the bowl four, game, yeah, showed he, some toughness. Yeah he, had 16, yeah, he had 16 touchdowns or 18 touchdowns, four yeah. or six interceptions last he year. He was no household name. Nothing no one notable. saw a Heisman Trophy, nothing like that. So he he really took the college football world by storm. But the more I watch the guy, just the playmaking ability off script to just extend plays, make things happen, the sideline throw he had when he bought time, hooked up with Terrace Mitchell for a 24-yard game, he'll make throws like that, and I'm like, when it translates to the next level, I've been pretty standoffish about Joe Burrow as an upper echelon pro quarterback, and I'm still, like, I'm not convinced. I still grit my teeth where, is he going to be an upper echelon guy? I I don't know. It's so hard in the NFL, but he's shown week in, week out this season that he has enough tools in his toolbox to be a legitimate franchise quarterback in the NFL. Is that what you see? Yes, but I don't trust it. I don't either. And the reason why I don't trust it is for the same reason why I don't fully trust Tua, is that his wide receivers were making plays. Like, yeah. yes, he was dropping some dimes today, but those, but those dudes were making catches. Like, they were contested catches, and they dropped none of them. So, so I'm always kind of leery about that, but his difference is that with Tua, his guys were wide open, and he was throwing slants for touchdowns. And you have Joe Joe Burrow actually, you know, really de- delivering the ball downfield, tight windows, all of that stuff, which you get major credit for. So you have to give him major credit for that. But yeah. here is the one thing that he doesn't do: he does not throw a pretty ball. He throws a lot of ducks, well, which let's are get bad to for weather. We'll get to the Ducks, quote-unquote, coming up next and more on Ohio State Clemson. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, George Reister, I love the tough talk as long as it's backed up. Patrick Queen, he's a linebacker for LSU. He talked about facing Oklahoma before the game was played today, where LSU dusted Oklahoma 63-28. to And Patrick Queen said of Oklahoma's offense, O-line, not great. Running backs, not great. We're going to dominate them. Now, he gave some props to Jalen Hurts, but... I used to dislike bulletin board material like this, if you will. Now I look at it and say, if you back it up, I have no issue with it whatsoever. And LSU backed it up today against Oklahoma. Big time. That was a beatdown. I hate when people make a big deal about bulletin, quote unquote, bulletin board material. So you're telling me that that Oklahoma or Ohio State or Clemson didn't already have enough motivation or desire to come in and win the game? I, if if they if they needed that, then they weren't going to win anyway. Like just just settle down. It is a okay to 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 talk trash. It actually makes for great television. It makes games more compelling because there are more storylines. When guys are jawing and a little bit chippy, it makes for good television. And rivalries are very important in in sports. And you need people to be mad. You need to be upset. Like, you need all of those things for fans to be fully and truly engaged in games. Like, they need to have some reason. Some They, they need a hero. They need a villain. They need all of those things, which, which make movies great. Those things make, uh, make games great. Make, you know, sit, situations great because... Like, you need a, a protagonist and an antagonist. You need somebody to hate, and you need somebody yeah. to love. The white hat, black hat thing. Yep. Sure. Yeah. You definitely need that. Bad blood makes sports better. Bad blood is awesome. Now, in this game tonight, Ohio State, 10 nothing lead against Clemson. We're still in the first quarter here, nearing the end. But Justin Fields, the quarterback of Ohio State, he said that his left knee is only about 80 to 85%. You shouldn't be saying that. Game. 
you don't like him divulging that information. No, huh? no, that sounds like a built-in excuse. Like, just say, listen, I'm going out there to go play, period. I will be ready to, to, to play. Like, you can't make excuses because if you show up to play, then you are responsible for how you play. Like, you can't then say, oh, well, well, you, uh, you're you're a loss. You know, it, it wasn't quite as great. Oh, Lord, J.K. Dobbins is on the loose again. This is like when, oh, my God, are we watching – um, are we watching a Ezekiel Elliott performance again? Mm. When when uh, Cardale Jones, yeah, no, Card Cardale, they won in spite of Cardale. But that's not, what I'm saying is, if you've got a hobbled Justin Fields who isn't incredibly effective, you want to rely on that yeah. running game. And because remember, in 2014 to 2015 championship year, uh, he went for Ezekiel Elliott went for 240, I believe, against. Wisconsin, where they blew them out and actually got into the playoffs. Then they played Alabama. He went for 250. And then he went for 260 against Oregon in the championship game. They won because of Ezekiel Elliott, not anybody else. Man, dude, you had J.K. ripped off, goodness, another good 60-yard run right there. What's he up to today? What's he up to tonight? He's up to six carries, 141 yards. and 141 on six carries. That's embarrassing for Clemson's defense. J.K. Dobbins, he's a special player, but he's not that special. You shouldn't be giving up 140-something um, on you, six are carries. You, are you sure, though? Yeah, I mean, I'm was, sure. Was, was Ezekiel Elliott that, that special to have 240 against Wisconsin, 250 against Alabama, and then 260 against Oregon? Do you think J.K. Dobbins is special enough to average 140-something on six carries against Dude, anybody in America? You, if you break two, two long ones, then that type, type of stuff happens. He's he's averaging 23.5 yards per carry right now. He's not going to finish at 23.5. He's going to finish at like nine. Like that's And that's going to be an awesome game. Right. It's too awesome of a game. <laughs> you can't be giving up that type of Correct. rushing yardage to a guy who, albeit, is special in J.K., that's just there, and it's a simple play. The last long run that J.K. had, that's just a little off tackle play to the right, and you gash him for sixty some yards. Come on, that means I think not- you're just you go against the grain. Whatever I say, you go the opposite no, way. Clemson- Even if it makes all the sense in the world, nah, no. I'm telling you, Clemson is just <laughs> not battle tested, and they have to weather the storm. And as long as they don't get down, if they can get down, hold Ohio State to a field goal be within two touchdowns, only down 13, you're not in bad shape, dude. You're not in bad shape at all. If you're they get down 17. If you're giving up 140-some yards. It doesn't matter. If you, if, you give up a, if you give up 500 yards r- rushing and you make them kick six field goals, you are in great shape, buddy. You're in they great shape. Clemson hasn't moved the ball. That's number one. J.K. is gashing them. That's number two. I'm just like, saying, if just you hold them, to, if you right hold them there. to field goals, you have put yourself in in positions to win. You just can't give up touchdowns. If if um, uh, it, Ohio State's already scored one touchdown, if they give up four more field goals, that's only 19 points. They, <laughs> like that's not very scored, many. Ohio State already scored a touchdown. That's what, you know, so they're not just giving up field goals. That's what I just said. I said if they give up, I said they've already given up a touchdown. They give up four more field four field goals. That's nineteen points, dude. Even if they give up five field goals, that's twenty two points. 
If you can't score Let's more than 22 points, right then you here. don't deserve to win. Let's make a friendly bet, George Rice. Okay, what? I've got I've got the over 22 and a half this evening, okay? With Ohio State's total points. Are you taking the under? Are they only scoring 22 cuz I've got the over 22? I well, at at the point in time where they have 10, 10 points in the at the start of the second quarter, then you, you just that's told a me if they hold. I them said to it's possible. I didn't say they were going to. I said if they do. Okay, well, I'm pushing you to make a decision here. No, Forget I'm, about I'm these taking the over. I'm, I'm asking predictions now. In that situation, I'm taking the the over. Okay, and and hopefully T T Higgins, if he comes back in the game, Clemson will be just fine as long as they don't give up another touchdown. I don't see how their defense is going to be fine. Their defense is looking ragged right now. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, for fun, just for entertainment purposes only. Just guess how many points Ohio State scores tonight. One quarter through. What's your official prediction? 27. Wow, really? Yeah. Maybe 24, maybe. I think they get to the 30s. I think they at least get to 31. At least. I, my official prediction is 34. There it okay, is. Boom. Okay, so so then how many points does Clemson score? If if you if you have them at deep wait, so you have them at 34 or 31. I'm going to take I'll say Ohio State 34. Clemson they'll have uh let's give them I'll give them 21. I'm going to have a late garbage touchdown at some point. Are you nuts? No, I'm not nuts. They got nothing right now. They're not moving the ball. I think this offense, they're going to start to find Did you see the Alabama-LSU game? Alabama was getting... 46-41. Yep, they were getting absolutely housed. I think we did a show that evening, George Reister. Did we not? I think we might. I can't remember, but I thought we might have. Yes. Yes, we did. Because that was the, you know, the anti-SEC rhetoric from you, and I was trying to talk some sense into you. No, I'm, that I'm, I'm just a truther. <laughs> I'm just a truther. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay, what's your, how many points is Clemson going to score? How many? What do you have? Three less than Ohio State. Okay. So your official score prediction, I can't remember what you said, 27-24? Is that what you're going with? Yep. Okay, 27-24. Oh, that Ohio is State. not a touchdown. That is not a touchdown. Um, J.K. Dobbins thought he had a t- touchdown, but this—if they do not overrule this, they—I don't—I don't even know what a catch is any, anymore. <laughs> yeah, yep. We're over here, and uh, I was gonna—I just had a flashback to like venues of games and all of that stuff. Right, so th- I was thinking this was uh, Miami for a hot second, and then obviously it's you know it's where the Arizona Cardinals play there, in Glendale. So strike all that, right? Isn't that where this is at? Where yes, is that? Where yes, is this? yeah, it's yes, Glendale. it is. It is where the Arizona Cardinals play at, where they can roll the field out and roll it back. Yep, in. Super Bowl forty two. Yep. Yeah, that's not a catch at all. That's yeah. <laughs> come on, that's not at all. If okay. they keep this a catch, there will be a riot outside. Now, this is, you're right, this is the the one part to keep in mind. Justin Fields, he had that knee injury, and like you said, George, you didn't like him divulging he's 80, 85%. Makes sense. I think that there's a difference between injuries being a reason 
for your play not being what it normally would be, and there are excuses. The sad thing is, even if an injury is a reason for your play not being as great as it normally is, it's going to come off as an excuse every single time. And that's just the reality of it. You really, as a player, you can't say, hey, my ankle is hanging by a thread. Of course, I'm not going to be my normal self here because everybody's going to yell in unison, excuse, suck it up. Don't tell us about that. Just get it done. But uh, there are oftentimes are injuries that will have a negative effect on your performance. It's just the way it goes. But one other thing to keep in mind, Justin Fields High School coach in the Georgia area, Matt Dickman, Now, remember that Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback, and Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, they're from the same area. They're in the Atlanta region. And Justin Fields' high school coach said this about injuries that Justin Fields has battled through. He said, it's almost like when something like an injury happens, he comes out even more focused and more determined to show everybody he's okay. And then he makes a big play. He responds, that's for sure. So it's just something to keep in mind because I sometimes will fall into this trap, George, where if a quarterback says, yeah, I'm 80, 85%, I'm thinking, oh, well, advantage Clemson all day. And there are a lot of times where a player who isn't 100% plays like he is. So according to Justin Fields High School coach, that's something to keep in mind where he can still have a special game tonight, even though he's not 100%. You don't get excuses, man. You just have to like like I don't care if your ankle is hanging on by by a thread. I saw Isaiah Thomas do it against the Lakers in game yeah. in game one. Great I've seen uh you know Jordan flu game. I've seen yes. Brett 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 Favre with a family member dying. I've yep. seen like I've seen all these things. So nobody that like Terrell Owens. Y- yes, with a broken leg in the Super yes. Bowl. Is is the truth is that athletes are human beings and all of this stuff, but nobody cares about your problems. Once you once the fan <laughs> buys a ticket to the concert or buys a ticket to the game, he doesn't care about your uh, your uh, ailments. He doesn't care that your kid is sick. He doesn't care that your wife's mad at you. He doesn't he, he doesn't care anything that the pipes just burst in your house. None of that. All they care about is did you entertain me? Did you win? And granted, it's it's not fair, but this is the world we live in when you cash big checks for entertaining people. Yeah. Okay, coming up next from the Geico Studios, we're going to build on that. George Reister, old school. Don't tell me about your injuries. Show me the results, you know? Don't tell me about the pain. Show me the baby. Isn't that what Bill Parcells said? Somebody said something along those lines, right? Well, there's another athlete who's referenced a few of his injuries as of late. We'll compare notes with how we we, uh, look at that storyline. I'm Brian No, He is George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much we'll match millions of people. A year of getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Okay, George Reister, I know you love the hoops. I know you're a hoops fan. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got LeBron James, okay? LeBron, he got called out by Kyle Kuzma's trainer. Now, we're going to get to that momentarily. 
But I, I want to backtrack a second because you were talking about athletes citing injuries, right? Justin Fields, quarterback of Ohio State, he was talking about his knee being 80 to 85% heading into this playoff game against Clemson. You're not a big fan. So I wanted to bring another athlete into the equation here. LeBron James. This was after the Christmas Day loss for the Lakers against the Clippers. He said he suffered a groin injury. Said it kind of set him back to where he was five days prior. And the news came out today that he has a groin contusion, right? So a bruise in the groin area. Now, what are your thoughts about LeBron? And he's done this before. Remember the finals against the Warriors? He comes out right after the series. Oh, I had a broken hand. I went Jean-Claude on the dry erase board, whatever it was. <laughs> Broke my, my hand. Now it's, oh, this groin issue. What do you make of LeBron citing injuries? Because he's done this a time or two. I don't think he saw, I mean, it, the reports came out that he had a had an injury, but but that injury was talked about prior to the game, though. I mean, he had already had a, a hip injury. And then after the game, people said, oh, he might miss miss time. But he didn't cite that as, the, as an excuse, especially after Patrick Beverly hit him. Like, nobody would have said anything bad about him had he come out of the game. Nobody. Mm-hmm. being that he already was hurt going into the game. And now you look at LeBron and you're like, okay, well, and, and he's supposed to play tonight against Portland. So he's really doing what, what he said, where he's trying to play. If he's not, if he can physically play, then he's going to play, which I do like, which I don't like that Kawhi's not doing that, but that's a whole oh, other okay. story. Yeah. I'm with you on that, by the way, on that side note, too much going on there. Because yeah, you the little load management here and there, a little dabbling here, a game or a two. Dabble, thank you. You play seventy five for the season. Okay, sixty for the season. Come on, that's a joke. Exactly, and and you actually dealt with no injury, like like no, you didn't you didn't sprain an ankle, you didn't you know like this th- this is just the management to make sure that your life is okay, you know you you, you know that you don't get too fatigued. Because too much fatigue actually might make, like you could get hurt if you get too fatigued. You're a professional athlete. You're supposed to be too too fatigued. Take care of your body. Go to sleep. Hire some people to 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 do all of that. Hire uh, trainers. Hire trainers. Just just make sure that your trainers don't get to talking too much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're paid to go out there, man. You can manage it a little bit, but we need a next level of load management. Because what Kawhi does is mega load management. I don't know. Whatever the next phase of it is, that's where he's at. This isn't just a little bit of sitting, avoid some wear and tear. This is proactive, like, injury maintenance. He's preventing injuries he hasn't even sustained yet. So it's just a whole other deal with with Kawhi Leonard. uh, So so everybody knows about rehab after you get hurt. There, there's an actual term that they use in uh, athlete locker rooms. It's called prehab, which is doing the things that you need to do to take care of your body. That way, you don't get hurt or you're able to recover faster. So, so Kawhi's low low management, I guess, on some level is pre uh, prehabish. Prehab, I like that. Yeah, it's exactly what he's doing over there. Okay, but LeBron mentioning these injuries, and I'm just trying to get a sense for how you tick here, George Reister. You know. Because I like getting into the minds 
of, you know, the co-hosts, you know? You should get in my mind as your co-host. I should get into your mind as my co-host, No, right? dude, your mind is a scary place. You don't place. want to get to your scary place. You right, eat Velveeta on tacos, man. I did. That, uh, there remind is... me to give you a story about that a little bit later here, George Reister, because uh, I've got a great story to, to share with you momentarily here in just a couple of minutes. But I'm crawling into your mind because – you didn't like Justin Fields saying, hey, I'm 80 to 85%. My left knee, that's about where it is heading into this game against Clemson. So if LeBron comes out and says, hey, had a broken hand against the Cavs, or hey, have this groin injury right now, I'm just trying to get a sense of how you view that compared to how you view Justin Fields. If you, after a ga- after, after a series, after a result, say, okay, yes, I would, because if, if somebody says, or a trainer tells somebody or they say, yo, were you, was your hand broken? And you're like, yes, yes, it was broken. And you're not using it as an excuse because if, if you prior to the game come out with a percentage, then you're using it as a crutch or an, or an excuse. If you just, if it's noted after the game, oh man, that dude played, played with a, a torn ACL. He played with a, you know, with a grade two MCL. Then yes, that gives you more credit. Actually, if you, that's if you play well, yeah. Now, because there are a lot of people that view it differently, they'll look at LeBron, who has his hand wrapped after the finals against the Warriors, and breaks the news himself. Like, hey, y'all, just so you know, had a broken hand. <laughs> they'll look no, at that he and be didn't. Like, he really, didn't dude? break. The, he didn't break the news. He just he just had his hand wrapped, and people asked him about it, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, I broke my hand." Okay. But the real interesting part is pre-game, post-game, the breaking of the injury news. However it comes about, if you're asked a point-blank question or you volunteer the information yourself, I think that if Justin Fields, after a game, if it's a win and you say, yeah, my knee was 80-85%, it's like, oh, wow, really? No kidding. Exactly. Like, oh, you, you played really well. If it's in a loss and you just, after the game, out of the blue – yeah, left knee, 80 85%. Now it's perceived as a complete excuse. I think it's viewed more harshly after the game if that's when you divulge the information you than before the game. You can't say it. Somebody else has to say it. It's like giving yourself compliments. You can't give yourself compliments. You have to let somebody else break break the news. Like so, you can't give yourself a nickname, that sort no, of deal? No, So yeah. So if one of your t- teammates says, if if, uh, if they're like, oh, man, Brian, uh he didn't he didn't have the greatest the uh, the the greatest game or you know he did have a great game and and I'm like yo his game was even better than you thought he was mm-hmm. playing with a bum leg man he was playing with a bum leg and he did all of that this dude's a warrior he comes out and he he shows up he's got laryngitis you know he's he he's got hot butt from the Velveeta tacos <laughs> all of that if I say that and then the reporters then ask you about it, you look good. You just can't bring it up yourself. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just think the difference between saying it before the contest or after the contest, that's pretty interesting to me um, because – There are techniques to do this, man. You yeah, yeah. yeah. Is- I think, to, to your point, especially with injuries – if you're the person opening your mouth about your injury, it typically doesn't go well. Correct. Now, if Ed Orgeron is talking about Edwards Alaire's hamstring injury, 
that comes across way better than Edwards Alaire saying it himself, right? And it's the same thing with Justin Fields. If his head coach, Ryan Day, is talking about the knee being 80-85%, that flies a lot better Correct. than Justin Fields himself doing it. Exactly. Yeah. You need a wingman. Yep. Is essentially what you yeah. need your injury wise. What yeah. did uh <laughs> what did uh Chris Chris Carter say a long a long time ago? You need that a, you need a, need a fall, fall guy. guy. Yes. So <laughs> you need an accomplice. You need somebody to be willing to, you know, get the news out there for you. Somebody a a proxy, if you will. You need somebody like who will who will, you know, who will text the reporter and and give them a quote unquote tip. You know? Yes. And say, hey, yo, hey, yo, you, you, uh, you know that, uh, that LeBron's thinking about trading Kyle, Kyle Kuzma, <laughs> and then Kyle Kuzma <laughs> has to apologize for, uh, for, for, for putting his foot in his mouth. So, like, there are there are ways to do that. Like agents text, they they text reporters. You have other players do it. Oh. There are multiple ways to make sure that your message gets out. There's no doubt about that. By the way, J.K. Dobbins dropped what could have been a walk-in touchdown. They had the screen set up. Dobbins just dropped the ball in a strange bit of a foreshadowing earlier in the show. You busted out that phrase. He hit his head on the goalpost, yep, right? I J.K. That. Dobbins, the 68-yard touchdown run. On first down, an Ohio State wide receiver going for a ball in the back of the end zone. He hit his head on the, on the goalpost. Did we make that happen, George, just by putting it in the atmosphere? Hey, man, you you have to talk these things up sometimes. Yeah. All right, we've got a friend of America to spin us around the whole sporting landscape. But I'll tell you what, this time of year, there is a lot to get to. And there is a man who is fully equipped to handle that task. He is one Steve DeSager. You take it away, Steve. Hello, gentlemen. It is 16-0 Ohio State over Clemson in a battle of 13-0 teams in college football semifinal tonight at the Fiesta Bowl. Three times the Buckeyes have driven down inside the 20 and settled for a field goal, including just now. But they have shut out Clemson so far, a Clemson team that had a pretty decent offense this year scoring 46 and a half points per game. Ohio State was the number one scoring team at 49 points per game, just for the record. And some uh, are noting that the field is not the greatest in the first quarter. They were players from both sides slipping. It reminds me that when they had the national title game with Oregon-Auburn on that field and the grass on the tray that can come outside, that was not very good field conditions early in that championship game. But By the way, Steve, have you seen George Reister physically patting himself on the back for talking about all these field goals being kicked by Ohio State? I believe he's uh, halfway to the IR with some sort of trying to reach around there. If J.K. Bit. could catch, that prediction would have oh, yeah. been true. Yeah, yeah. Head coach, hey. hands to the head on that one. I'm exactly. just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, <laughs> listen. Listen. Um, I, I I will. Actually, never, never, never mind. Let me not interrupt your update to pat myself on the back. Well, Dobbins <laughs> had that touchdown run of 68 yards, which was the longest play from scrimmage allowed by Clemson this season. I mentioned before in the show that Clemson had the number one defense in the country, giving up 10.5 points per game. They're giving up more than that tonight. And once again, it is an Ohio State lead of 16-0 mid-second quarter against the Clemson Tigers. USA Today talked to an LSU lineman after their easy win over in the Peach Bowl today. 
He said, you know, Joe Burrow told me last night, we're going to score 70 on Oklahoma. Close. 63-28, they beat up the Sooners in this semifinal, and Burrow threw seven touchdown passes, all in the first half for the game, 493 yards passing. By the way, those seven TD passes ties a bowl record, any bowl. And teammate Justin Jefferson on the receiving end of four of those, that ties a bowl record. And... Burroughs, the Heisman winner, scored an eighth touchdown himself, a three-yard run in the third quarter. So the Heisman winner beats the Heisman runner-up, Jalen Hurts, and it was not close. As was mentioned on the broadcast before the game, LSU's offensive coordinator Steve Emsinger learned that his daughter-in-law, a broadcaster, Carly McCord, was among five people killed in a plane crash in Louisiana. The small plane went down shortly after takeoff for what was supposed to be a flight to Atlanta for this game. Bowl wins for Penn State and New, uh, Notre Dame today. Vanderbilt will be replacing its offensive and defensive coordinators. USC fired defensive coordinator Clancy Pendergast. According Did they to fire Yahoo. Clay Hilton? <laughs> no, they got him a new no. contract, I think. Yeah. It's uh, even worse than the Charlie Weiss thing. Hey, we came close in a game. Give him a new deal. Quick. For Ten years. Before Get he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> USC special teams coaches out. The linebackers coach has already gotten a different job with NC State. Jacksonville denied ESPN's report that Coach Doug Marone will be fired after tomorrow's finale. Why? Calling what? it 100% inaccurate. They should have said, you know what? That's inaccurate. We just fired him five minutes ago. Okay? <laughs> Reading That's what between they the lines, said. it seems like they're saying, no, actually, we won't have meetings till Wednesday. So he might be gone then, but there's no way we're firing him <laughs> right after tomorrow's game. Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette says due to the flu, he will be missing the Sunday game against Indianapolis. Colts guard Quentin Nelson has cleared concussion protocol. The Ravens gave defensive back Marcus Peters a three-year extension. College hoops. Kentucky in overtime beat number three Louisville 78 to 70. Wisconsin won at Tennessee in front of over 20,000, 68 to 48. And finally, UCLA lost at home at Pauley Pavilion to Cal State Fullerton today. Fullerton was 3 and 10 this season. The Bruins were down 14 in the second half, tied it up, lost 77 74. Anyway, the new coach, Mick Cronin from Cincinnati, replaced Steve Alford as UCLA head hoops coach. He's got a 7 and 6 team. And they're not exactly wowing people. Uh, Cronin's comment after, if I may quote, I apologize to our fans for our defensive effort once again. Our metrics are horrible. You can't defend, you can't win. And if you hold the ball long on enough, on us, we'll break down. We have to win with defense. I apologize to people that took time out of their Saturday to come and watch this. Our defensive effort is beyond sickening. Beyond sickening, sickening at the highest level, end quote. UCLA Hoops coach Mick Cronin. By the way, only 6,000 people took time out of their Saturday in Los Angeles to watch the UCLA defeat. Back to you. Wow. From where they were to where they are, you know? Just think about that. John UCLA f- basketball uh, and USC football. Yeah. I mean, they are in just, I mean, just uncharted territory right now. Look at the recruiting for USC football with geographically where they are, tradition-wise where they are, the recruiting hotbed and all. It's a flat-out joke. And I know they didn't have as many scholarships to offer just based on how it worked out with their recruiting classes. They still shouldn't be in the neighborhood mm, see, here, of, like, max schools. Here is where that, 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 where that is kind of skewed. Lane Kiffin signed a class with 13 guys that was ranked 12th in the nation. There you go. So the class size matters. 
However, you can still have a top 15 class with 13 dudes. Right. So if, you, if you're going to have a class of 20 guys, guess what? If you're USC, you should be in the top 10. You sh- Absolutely you should. And that's the thing is, where's the hope? They lost, what, five games this season after getting yep. after losing to Iowa? Yeah. So record-wise, there isn't hope. They were 13 and, what, 12 now? Yep. In the that, last two years under Clay Helton? Yeah, they have made a huge mistake because they violated my two rules for keeping a coach or firing a coach. Violated the two rules. You only need to do two things to figure out whether you need to uh, to fire a coach or not. First question that you have to ask is, is, is there a guy that I can guaranteed get? Because remember, every coach needs to be evaluated after every season, whether you went undefeated or you went defeated. So if you, if the first question is, is there a guy you can guaranteed get that's better than the guy that you have now? Mm-hmm. So if you're at Oklahoma and you have Lincoln Riley and Nick Saban is like, yo, I want to come there. Give me a 10-year contract. I won't I won't retire. You probably fire Lincoln Riley for Nick Saban, right? Absolutely you would. Okay. So Well, if, yeah, yeah, the only yes. thing is Nick doesn't have that much longer left. No, I mean I mean if 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 he's like I'm going to coach 10 years for sure. Yes, then you do it for sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh god. Uh Trevor Lawrence just got hurt, dude. Oh, oh that's a burrito, dude. Oh, that's not good. That's a collarbone. Oh, that. Oh, that's something. That's not good. That mm-hmm. looked like it hurt. Clemson. And we're talking with major. Oh, and of course it was here. Chase Ch- Chase Young who did it to him. He's getting double teamed. Look at it. He's getting double teamed, face masked, and then still finds a way to wrench Trevor Lawrence around. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Ooh. That's not what you're looking for if you're Dabo Swinney. Dude, I have no so so my son plays quarterback and he's a he, he's playing. Oh Lord, have mercy! Um, I'm I, it's funny because I get squeamish when I'm watching football tackles now, like I didn't play. Uh-huh, and, right, yeah. <laughs> and now I see why my parents used to be so oh man like uh, up in the stands, like oh no, oh, my no. poor mom. Seriously, all those games, and it's not even at a high college NFL level. If you're just playing grade school, high school ball. And to see your your son take some hits like that, yeah, not good, not good. No, no, that that doesn't. Boom. Oh, huh. Hmm. I wonder if they would have called that tar- targeting had that been uh, Joe Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's Ooh, he's out of there, that- bro. Man, it's a weird thing because it the hit didn't look that bad. It was a blitz, so he got smacked yeah. in the head. That's a good. Man, he, yeah, he, I did not think that was targeting. It's targeting on Wade. It is. He launched him. It's helmet no, to helmet. No, he didn't, dude. He hit him with his face. Bad he, things happen to good to people helmet. in sports, man. Hey, man, I hear you, but that's the rule. If it's, and it's, I hate even saying this, George, but the rule is forcible contact to the head or neck area. That's what it was. That's absolutely targeting. No. There, there is the rule, and there's the spirit of the rule. That is just a just atrocious adjudication of that. I agree, but that's the rule. Oftentimes, it it shouldn't be called like that. But that was targeting. 
I hate that it was, but dude, he lowered the head of his, the crown of his helmet to smack Trevor Lawrence in the head. That's going to get called every time in college football now. It's a different day and age. Listen, man, it, this is sports. <laughs> Bad things happen to good people sometimes, <laughs> and you got to be okay with it. In football, it, it, that's what it is, man. Like you can't, like, like just because somebody gets hurt doesn't mean yeah. that some that there was some wrongdoing. That's a penalty. That's nope. a penalty, George. Nope. I'm sorry, man. I don't like it. I don't like that it is, but it was. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, coming up next, the aftermath of this hit on Trevor Lawrence, the targeting penalty, Wade is kicked out of the game. We'll touch on that. Also, oh, what a... The uh, the genius, a couple of quote-unquote geniuses, college football, the NFL, maybe cause for a reevaluation. We'll get into that as well. I'm Brian No, He is George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much we'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. You know, with this very uh, zesty music in the background, that's a great poll by by our guy Don Brown here with the rejoin music kidding me that's that's uh that's got, got some stank on it. that's why yeah, I and I mean it. that in a complimentary uh fashion there 
You ever been to the Florida Keys, George Reister? Yes. You ever been there? Yep. They got some Cuban flavor over there. Sounds a little bit like that. Uh, that, a good was, that was that was more Mexico. You go more Mexico than yeah. Cuban. Yeah. A little and, bit of a hybrid and, feel. Yeah, yeah. Either way. Yeah, I would. I, I would agree with that. However, I can't trust you on anything. Wow. Latin, Hispanic, any, anything <laughs> because you put Velveeta on tacos. I listen so to you. you listen. So you have like automatically discredited yourself. Um, I dated a Mexican girl for five years. So there's that. And she let you eat Velveeta on tacos? I don't, you know, I don't know if she knew at the time. This is a long time. This is many moons That's ago. That's probably George why Weister. your relationship ended. And and, and she <laughs> didn't even know. And she didn't, she didn't even know because that you were a food terrorist. Yeah, there was some s- skeleton in the closet. It had to do with Velveeta on homemade tacos. And you That's probably didn't divulge that on purpose because, because no. you knew. Oh, no, no. There's no shame in my game. I would never... Keep something like that under wraps. I'll tell you a quick story here, George, since we're alluding to Velveeta here, and I owe you a Velveeta story. So um, I'm here in South Bend, Indiana, visiting for the holidays, and my mom and I, we were going to have homemade tacos, of course, with Velveeta cheese. And at the last second, she goes, oh, wait, Christy, my sister, she's supposed to be making homemade tacos tomorrow. And I'm like, I got no problem eating homemade tacos back-to-back evenings with, of course, Velveeta cheese. That's what I did. Back-to-back evenings. What do you think about that, George? Wait, hold up. Repeat that again? Back-to-back evenings. I had homemade tacos with my mom, of course, with Velveeta cheese. The next night as a family, we went over to my sister's. We had homemade tacos with Velveeta cheese. So your mother and your sister uh-huh. participate in this food terrorism too? I don't believe my sister eats it. My mom does, but my sister, she uh, prepares it. They have like their strict diet stuff. A lot of it is health related. I don't think my sister eats Velveeta. I'm not sure about that. I can't confirm that. No one should eat Velveeta. (laughs) It is not cheese. It 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 it's it is like a it is it is like that chicken or chicken like substance. Like if you go get like a McChicken, uh huh. It's not it's not like. You know, a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich? You get a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. It's actual chicken. Okay, so now this is a bigger conversation because you are anti-artificial. This is what you're saying here. Yes. What about artificial flavoring? It's not real. Are you anti-all artificial flavoring? Yes, I don't put artificial flavoring in anything, dude. I don't even, okay, look. I don't even eat honey or syrup sauce. I eat honey, period. I don't, wow. So, so if you were to bring me, like, I, I remember when I was playing in the league and we would take road trips. They would bring Popeyes. The rookies would have to bring Popeyes chicken on the on the plane, uh-huh. and they would have, and they would bring biscuits and honey. That package literally says honey sauce. It's not actual honey. I refuse to eat that. <laughs> it's it's based not on honey. Principle. And, I love that. And syrup. I'm not eating Aunt Jemima. I'm not eating any of that. The, the the syrup at my house says 100% <laughs> maple syrup. The ingredients, maple syrup. There's only one possible ingredient in my maple syrup. One, and that's maple syrup. There's only one possible ingredient in, in, in my honey. One, that's honey. Wow. Same thing with uh, juice. We don't buy juice from Concentrate at, at at home. You buy juice. We don't buy juice sauce. We don't drink red drink. 
We drink actual things that have nutritional value. You know what I picture? Now, how old are your kids real quickly here? 19, 13, 9, 8, and 7 months. I make, okay. all my, I make all my seven-month-year-old's yes. food. I make just, all his food. It, I, I can just picture your nine-year-old saying, Daddy, can we get this? And it's a full diatribe. No! Here in the Reister household, we don't have artificial flavoring. We don't have syrup. You see where it says maple? That's what we have here. <laughs> Sometimes they do ask for Aunt, Aunt Jemima's. They're like, it tastes better. I'm like, uh, I don't know what to tell you, brother. You need yep. to fix your taste buds because that's how we roll around here. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Targeting the rules too harsh and a myth. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wheels of Trevor Lawrence. How about that? 67-yard touchdown run as Clemson. Come storming back. They're only down 16 to 14 as Ohio State leads getting closer and closer to halftime. Don Brown and I, Don Brown, technical producer here for Fox Sports Radio, he's with us this evening. Both he and I, throughout the break, we were just like, the wheels, the wheels of Trevor Lawrence. You can't get shook like that if you're a safety by Trevor Lawrence. No. I know. He's he's deceptively quick. Or faster than you Do might you know think. It's, it's basically saying he's a white guy. He's more was, than we I thought was he'd be. just about right. to say that. That's all it means. But you can't get shook like that if you're a safety. Come on, Listen, that can't have. That's not here, only the fault of the field over there. Here is here is here's the truth that people don't really want to always admit. When you are a professional athlete, if you are a safety, because DBs they believe in their mind that they are the best athletes in the universe, best athletes <laughs> on the field, and egos to match. 
and and they're going to say, do not get dropped. Like, you cannot get shook by a quarterback. First, first, first thing, a quarterback not named like Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson. Right. And then the fact that he's white guy with long hair. <laughs> I, I I know we live in an equal opportunity to society. However, people have their preconceived notions, and that and that's the reason why people say things like uh, like like every white guy is deceptively fast, deceptive speed. Yes, and if, it's always and if, with deceptive. And if he is a you know a he's a high energy, high motor guy. Yeah, yeah. And the black guy is super athletic. He's smooth. <laughs> he's he's fast. He's quick. And if and if and if he and if he has a high a, a high motor, they they don't call it a high motor. They're, they're just like, oh, he's so physical, he's so tough, it he's he's relentless. But you it, add the long hair; that's an added layer to the embarrassment of getting shook by correct. Trevor Lawrence. In your opinion, huh? yeah, you can't get shook by the guy that the girl made the. Uh, <laughs> The TikTok, yeah, or whatever the, it was. the uh, TikTok impersonating him, looking just like him. I mean, she did. he doesn't Spit have an image. Yeah, he's he's he doesn't have very masculine features, apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, that was a weird thing because she was a pretty girl. Exactly. And it, it feels kind of odd to be like, oh, she's pretty, and then the next breath, she looks exactly like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it feels weird to say those back. They even have the same snot box, man. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Um, Okay, so Trevor Lawrence, the 67-yard touchdown run. Here's how it sounded from Don Munson via the Learfield IMG College Network. Lawrence takes a shotgun snap, going to run it up the middle. Got room, cross to the 40, 45. He gets to the 50. He's at the 45, 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 25, 20. Down the left side, and he goes in Lawrence. In the end zone, touchdown. Goodness. What a run by Trevor Lawrence. Unbelievable. 67 yards, obviously the longest of his career. I just wish I was rooting for the color commentator to say, if you're a safety, come on, you can't get shook by the white guy with long hair like that. Wouldn't that have been a great little anecdote to add, don't you think? Man, people no, would have gotten fired on the spot. would have written in. They would have... <laughs> They would have called for your job. They would have oh, dug man. through uh, six years of your tweets. They would have called your ex-girlfriend. Oh, you know. man. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. would have looked for all the other say, like, racist things you said yeah. in life. That's why you whittle it down to deceptive quickness, you know? And then it just yeah, but puts then, everything in a nice little Yeah, but package. then they'll say it's dog whistle. Dog whistle? Yeah. What's that now? What? What's up? That's when you like use a term that is like a substitute for another term. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I smell what you're cooking over there. Now, this is what we have to get into, George Reister. Sean Wade, defensive back for Ohio State. He was the guy who got ejected for targeting. He hit Trevor Lawrence. We differ on this. I don't like that it's targeting. He comes in. He hits Trevor Lawrence. Yes, it was helmet to helmet. Yes, he lowered the crown of his helmet. I don't like a kid getting ejected in a playoff game because of that. It still is football. I realize things are changing. CTE, all of that stuff. By the letter of the law, the rule, it was targeting. I don't like the punishment. I don't like that the kid gets ejected for the rest of the game. If that same hit happened a couple of minutes later at the beginning of the third quarter, 
if Ohio State wins this game tonight, that kid's lost for the first half in the championship game against LSU. I just think that's too harsh of a punishment. Okay, so I don't have a problem with people being kicked out for targeting. However, I do have a problem with the way targeting is adjudicated. Uh It's poorly officiated because they put it as, oh, if you lower the crown of your head. Mm -hmm. All right. Two things have to be taken into account. The first thing is if you the laws of physics say. If you are coming up to, I mean, like this is just a physics argument. If I'm running up to go hit somebody, so there are equal and opposite reactions. There are, um, you know, an object in motion tends to stay in motion, all of these things. Once you go to go strike a player, you have to lower your head to generate enough energy, momentum, or uh or force to knock them backwards. But you can hit them with your shoulder pad. You, you don't have to hit them. Your shoulder with your is head. attached to your head, Brian. No. Okay. You if you lower the it. head of your the crown of your helmet, but he's hitting Trevor Lawrence with his left shoulder. How can that, you that hit, not a penalty? How can you hit somebody with your shoulder without lowering your head? It's not possible. Right, but you put your head to the side where you're not hitting that guy helmet to helmet. No one's saying you can't and, lower the helmet and like the, thing the crown is, of your helmet. If you, they're it, saying it, you can't lower it and hit him helmet to helmet. That's what they're saying. No, 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 no. If you lower it, because I've seen a guy get kicked out for targeting. He lowered his head and hit a guy, hit a quarterback in the chest. They called it targeting because he lowered that was, his head. That was Notre Dame and Ohio State. And, that and, might have been Joey Bosa that got kicked out, and wasn't it's, it? It's stupidity, dude, because there's the spirit of the rule and there's the letter of the law. You is is if you want to call those fifteen yard penalties, okay, I'm not mad at it. However, uh, to eject a player for a a play that that I, I will I will use this term cognitive negligence because what did you do to put yourself in harm's way? Because how many times do offensive guys duck their head to sure? And then the guy hits him in the head, yes. and he gets it, or or he hits them with their shoulder, his shoulder in the head. But he ducked his head, and you're sitting there like, "That's true, that's right." But some t- I've seen this, and you have too. This goes back to the Oregon game this season. I think they were playing Cal. Don't quote me on that. But there's a play exactly what you're explaining. The ball carrier, he. At the last second, he lowered his head or dropped his head, and it was right in the path of the defensive player hitting him. They went to replay, and they said, look, man, it's really not his fault. He's not going to exactly. get kicked out. It isn't targeting. So they've done a better job about being reasonable about Yeah, but that. it doesn't all – I mean, like, that. I thought that was a great job of adjudicating a targeting call. But there have been other times that we've seen where that yes. has not happened. That's true. And I think that, that, that it's got to be better. And that when we use replay and we see that because, because granted, if you hit a guy hard enough, right? If you hit a guy hard enough, you are going to knock his head backwards. And, and yes, sometimes they look very ugly because uh, you will hit a, hit a guy, his head will jolt 
and it looks like you hit him with your sh- with your um with your shoulder pad in his helmet, but you really just hit him in the shoulder. And remember right. that once these two forces collide, you have jerseys on that are kind of slippery. They are fabric. And fa- what 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 happens when fabric hits? It doesn't just stop. It slides, and you have two things in motion. So you can hit a guy in the correct target area and then slide up and get, like, uh, collateral damage on his helmet, and now you're kicked out? I, okay. I'm so sick of it. I Okay. There are a couple of things here. First off, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. Okay. So... This play, Sean Wade hits Trevor Lawrence. It was helmet to helmet. There's no disputing that. Correct. Sean Wade drops the crown of his helmet before it being helmet to helmet contact. There's no disputing that. I can sit here and say, hey, these hits happen in a fraction of a second. It's tough to get it just right. The strike zone is so small. All of those things are true. But the flip side of that is... That wasn't the only possible way Sean Wade could have hit Trevor Lawrence and brought him down to the ground. And that's what works against Sean Wade. And that's what works against the argument of, hey, it shouldn't have been called that sort of thing. That's not the only way Sean Wade could have hit Trevor Lawrence. He didn't I, duck I his love head at the how, last second. I love how people who are like when, when we're sitting up here in the in the air conditioner. Cause I, cause, cause I had a coach who you used to say that, oh yeah, like yeah, it's real easy for me to you know nitpick about things while I'm sitting in the in the air conditioning, which is what we are doing, and yes, we we are both played, and so yes, we get it on 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 some level, but to try to say that a guy when he's moving full speed in this situ situation should have put his head you know to the left side instead of to the to the right side when you're moving at full full speed dude you when you're moving at full speed you make poor choices sometimes or you make incorrect choices in the split second you shouldn't get kicked out of the game if you want to give him a 15 yard penalty okay cool but uh but uh kicked out should be for either the second time or for an egregious violation of the rule yeah, I just can't do the game. To me, that's where we agree. That to me, it's just too much. Can you can you give him the game on the second time? I could see that the second time. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, if you have two targeting penalties in the same game, absolutely. I'm okay with even if it's a quarter for targeting. I can deal with that. But the rest of the game, if it's the first half, if it happens in the second half, it's the rest of the game and the first half of the next game. I think it's just too severe of a punishment. Think about how that impacts the national championship game. If you've got this all-American player and he's kicked out for the first half because of a targeting penalty the previous game. Now, I know this isn't the situation with the Ohio State player because it didn't happen in the second half. I'm just saying you have that potential there. That, to me, is just too severe of a penalty with what you're saying. There is truth to it. These things happen. Bang, bang. It isn't malicious. I think the punishment goes too far, but you got to do something about this. You can't have helmet to helmet collisions and lowering the crown of the helmet when there are, that was a safety blitz. You know, he's running in there. He could have good 10 yard head start in the strike zone. He had more than enough opportunity to not launch himself and hit Trevor Lawrence that way. 
So I don't want this to only be we're bailing players out left and right just because some of these calls are hideous. Sometimes the hit could be avoided, and he didn't do a good enough job avoiding it. I totally agree. I, I and and I don't I don't hate and I don't even hate the fifteen yard penalties all the time. It's more that I that I actually hate that like we're 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 so reactionary. Like that that people like to, you know, call penalties when they see the results as as opposed to what to what happened. Like you can't base it upon the result. You have to base it upon what actually happened. They're like, oh, I I mean, I mean, it's like that if Right. If a if a if someone gets gets hurt, if they're right. laying on the on the ground, the officials weren't going to review yeah. anything. And then all of a sudden, because he's laying on the ground right. and, and people are like boo, boo, boo. <laughs> right. Then they react and like, oh, we yeah. have to check this out. Really? If Trevor Lawrence just popped right up, they're like, Nobody eh, says anything. Nobody yeah. says anything. But the uh, fact that, that he laid on, on the ground. And you know, you know, and either was really hurt or played possum. Either way, you can't just react to that. I mean, that's that's no different than when people react and apologize for everything on 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 social media, like apologize for holding a water bottle. Get out of here, bro. Yeah. By the way, random reference a couple of weeks ago. Remember the Titans hosting the Saints and Khalif Raymond, he's the the wide receiver for the Titans. Titans were down by three points. He gets hit in the head and fumbles. It looked like he was knocked out cold. And the officials were like, yeah, yeah, we didn't see anything. <laughs> like, yep. t- typically, to your point, if there's a big hit, you'll see ejections in the NFL just based on what looks to be an injury, right? If there's no injury pops up, there's, there's no ejection. There's no penalty, most likely. Um, but, yeah, I hear you on that. Look, it's, it's probably the toughest thing to get right, even with replay in college football with the punishment being as severe as it is where you get an automatic ejection if you're whistled for targeting I think it's the toughest rule to officiate in football you don't have that at the NFL level yet but at the college level I think that's number one I'd put pass interference way below targeting with the ramifications being what they are in college football all right plenty more to get to coming up next in the Geico Studios we got to look at a couple of uh, coaches perceived to be geniuses. The results, they would suggest otherwise. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Brian No, He is George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the... Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Hey, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. With no limit to how much we'll match, millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. By the way, we're talking about all this targeting stuff. George, I know you watch the earlier playoff game where LSU just crushed Oklahoma. They should did be jailed see? for what they did to, to, to Oklahoma. Oh, man, they was... should be thrown in solitary confinement. And they took it easy in the second half. You know, they scored a couple of touchdowns. They could have scored, if they wanted to, 80s, 90s today. Oh, for sure. If, it, yeah. it, as many possessions as they were allowed. That's how many points they could have scored. And that's without Clyde Edwards-Alaire, their stud running back. They did all that damage without one of their main weapons. Edwards-Alaire has just under 1,700 combined yards for the season and 17 touchdowns. That guy did next to nothing because he's got a hamstring issue. And they still crushed Oklahoma that way, put up 63 points. But I know you saw the ejection earlier. It was the nickelback for Oklahoma who launched himself at Edwards-Alaire, and it was... Like it was like a crackback hit, if you will. Yeah, that's what he did to a receiver that didn't even have the ball. That <laughs> and he that would be game. a flagrant two ejection. Yeah, like that, that, that would b- b- because it was unnecessary. I yeah. and when when I played and it wasn't that long ago, my last season was 2010. Uh, you would you would cross the middle and like on little crossing routes in front of the linebackers and they would lay you out cuz they could hit you within 5 yards of the uh of the line of scrimmage. So I got that. But n- nowadays when you especially being that there's no crack pack blocks, there's no blindside blocks, all of that like that's just and that like that's just an unnecessary shot. That is a warranted ejection. Mm-hmm. But what happened today like I I I hate it. I believe that there should be more like a flagrant one, flagrant two deal. I like that. That's a great suggestion by you. I'm totally for that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, look, that's really tough to police. The flagrant ones are would have been, would be really tough in football. Does this rise to the level of ejection or is it, you know, just a, a free throw, if you will, and keep it pushing? Uh, but that, the play in the Oklahoma game, that was clearly what would be a flagrant two, what you're talking about. But I like that in general. I think it should be a flagrant two-like foul 
to get ejected. Say this Ohio State game that we're watching, Sean Wade hitting Trevor Lawrence, although that's helmet-to-helmet, although that's targeting, I don't think it's a flagrant two, automatic ejection. Correct. I think it should be the garden variety punishment, whatever yeah, just, you deem that yeah, to be. Yeah, just take the 15-yard penalty and that's it. Yeah, move it along. I hear you. Um, okay, um, personal question while we're talking about your uh, playing days here, George Reister, going back to 2010. LeBron James with the groin contusion. What is the uh, the worst injury you have had, and have you also had a groin contusion yourself? I have had a groin con- contusion. Okay, there's okay. the the most painful injury, ironically, <laughs> that I've ever that I've ever had. Uh, aside yeah. from like a major where my where my back was jacked up and all of that. Um, in one season, I. I broke both of my pinkies at the very top, at the very, very top part of it, like right by your fingernail. Okay. Both of them. And then, and I sprained both of my wrists. That season, that was the most pain I had ever been in. Because no every kidding. single time wow. that you block somebody yeah. or you fall, like, uh. and you brace yourself with those wrists, dude, it hurts so bad. It makes... Like I, I was almost brought to tears so many wow. times. Like it, like those. It, it, it's almost like if you kick your pinky toe on the on the edge of the bed. Yes. Like where where like it just takes everything out of you. It's kind of <laughs> like that. But every time, how about catching? Did it hurt when you caught the ball? Not not too bad because because yeah. when you are are doing that, it's more it more hits your uh, like if you're catching a ball up high. It hits your index finger and thumbs first, mm-hmm. so yeah. and then you're just squeezing with your pinkies. It's more the, uh, it, it's more it would more hurt if you were catching a ball below your knees with your with your thumbs out as opposed yeah. to thumbs in. But if you've got a reach block on a stretch running play, and you got a little bit of jersey there, you're just you're in agony. Oh, dude, it, it it hurts so bad. Oh, dude, it like and and it doesn't hurt every time, so it like takes you off guard sometimes. Yeah, and it just it just breaks you down to your core, dude. And you can't. That's the thing, man. With that type of injury, it's a little bit like turf toe back in the day when people didn't really know what it was. I'm like oh. turf toe, this guy is so soft. It's a really painful injury. You can't go to the sideline, you know, like wincing in pain, and they're like, "What is it?" My pinkies. You know, you can't okay. say that. You got to keep it to yourself. I will say this about Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, I, I, I remember when I first got in the league, and that was around the time. Well, actually, I, actually, I was still in college at at the time. I, he missed some time with the turf toe, with tur- turf toe, and I was like, "Really, Deion? You're one of my favorite players of all time. Uh-huh. You're missing time because you." you have a big toe sprain come on man like you got to be tougher than that like you're one of my favorite players of all time that's super weak rookie year I got a mild case of turf toe uh-huh. and I was like oh <laughs> this is why you can't play <laughs> dude I respected every player that ever had turf toe after that it is a debilitating injury it is it, it is like gout in one toe Oh, and I think that's what everybody thought about Dion that never had turf toe themselves. It's like, dude, are you serious right now? 
you can't cut, you can't move, you, your quickness, especially for his game, you know? That's what Dion built his game upon. Yep. So it makes a lot of sense that he was not the same guy. Okay, so um, Lincoln Riley, head coach at Oklahoma. His team got shellacked today uh, against LSU. They allowed seven touchdown passes in the first half. How about Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams? His team, non-playoff team, had a very disappointing season. I think they share something in common because they've both been referred to as geniuses. And I'm not going to sit here, George, and go knee-jerk reaction and say they stink. It's all hype. There's no substance. Of course they know what they're doing. But to say they are geniuses, proclaim them geniuses, I think when you don't have things in your favor, Sean McVay didn't have the offensive line in his favor, if you are truly a genius, you still find more ways than what he was able to do to get the Rams to a better record. I think with Lincoln Riley, if he's truly a genius, and although you're facing Joe Burrow and LSU and they're a better team than you, you aren't getting blown out 63-28. to It's not to say they're hacks. They're just not geniuses. The results tell you they aren't. What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sounds like <laughs> that is laughable, here. bro. That okay, is so they're geniuses. Laughable. The non-playoff Rams, led by a genius in Sean McVay, Oklahoma, who we both agreed LSU could have put 80, 90 points on them. Lincoln Riley, still a genius. We're the, genius here. That's the term that I'm disagreeing with. First of all, I think we overused the, the uh, term genius, first off. Second off is you can't just say a guy is not a guy because of, you know, because he had a bad season. Like, you can't win the Super Bowl every single year. And, yes, you are going to have some struggles. Even Bill Belichick has had some struggle seasons. Granted, he's he's won 10 games, like, damn near 20 seasons in (laughs) in a row. But. But when it comes to genius, though, I think we overdo that label because this is Sean McVay's like fourth season as a as a head coach. You don't get a genius level after. I mean, after they were calling him that after two years, you can't call it after two. Can't call it after four. Like like that's like a level of, you know, extended success. Extended greatness, because when you come up with something new and innovative It takes people a while to catch up to it. If you can still do those things after people get the book on you, then you're a genius. See, like Steve DeSager, he's been at it for over a decade. That's sustained excellence, and he's proven that he is a genius. I can't (laughs) go genius with Lincoln Riley beating up on the Big 12, and then when he gets on the playoff stage, he gets smacked around. That isn't worthy of a genius. Sean McVay, who gets to the Super Bowl and had some offensive success in a couple of years, that's not worthy of being a genius. No, I, I designate that term for the true geniuses, no, no. and that would be one Steve DeSager. That's for, how I get Further proof that that is overused as a term, because genius is like when the McVeigh interviews happen and he can recall plays from six years ago when they just give him down a distance. I mean, that's right. just That's just silly. a really good memory. That is really, really good unreal. Lincoln Riley can do the same thing. They play a game with him on the coaches' show and bring up some obscure play against Tennessee from years ago, and he's like, oh, yeah, we ran the, the screen on that one. It's crazy. We do have an update on number 2 ranked Ohio State 
J.K. Dobbins has limped off to the locker room, and they're only up 16-14 on number three-ranked Clemson early in the third quarter. Dobbins with nearly 2,000 yards rushing this year. Tonight has nine carries, 142 yards, and a touchdown. And it looks like the heavily wrapped ankle is the problem. He had a hard time walking early third quarter. Ohio State was only up 16-0 late first half, settling for field goals three times. It came back to bite him because after that targeting call where they had a DB Wade thrown out, Final five minutes of the first half, Clemson came alive, scored a couple of touchdowns, including quarterback Trevor Lawrence's 67-yard TD run. So this is very much a game, this semifinal at the Fiesta Bowl tonight. Ohio State 16-14, 12 and a half minutes to go in the third. LSU ranked number one is now 14-0 after pounding Oklahoma 63-28 at the Peach Bowl. Joe Burrow threw seven touchdown passes all in the first half. LSU led just after halftime 56-14, by the way, after a Burrow touchdown run. LSU finished with nearly 700 yards of offense and 31 first downs. The national championship game will be Monday, January 13th with LSU in New Orleans. The Cotton Bowl went to number 10 Penn State, beating Memphis 53-39. It was the highest scoring Cotton Bowl ever. In Orlando, Notre Dame downed Iowa State 33-9. Tony Jones 11 carries, 135 yards and a score. Vanderbilt will replace its offensive and defensive coordinators. Yahoo says USC has already fired defensive coordinator Clancy Pendergast. Patriots running back Sony Michelle is questionable for tomorrow due to illness for the matchup with the Dolphins. The Patriots will clinch the number two seed in a first round bye with a win or a loss by KC. New England wide receiver Julian Edelman was listed as questionable for Sunday. In the NBA, we have had a crazy final 10 seconds of the game at Miami. The Heat with a home record of 14-1 and hosting Philadelphia. It's tied at 108, under one second to go. Joel Embiid had a turnover, and Miami hit a three at the other end. Then Embiid had another turnover, but the uh. game wasn't over yet, and then Philly missed a couple of free throws. Anyway, it's come down to this. Miami, the home team, wearing some sort of powder blue again tonight. They'll get the last shot tied in the final seconds of regulation. Chicago sent Atlanta to a 10th straight loss, 116-81. to the Hawks record 6-27 and 27 this year. Trey Young was out tonight after spraining an ankle last night. And by the way, the inbounds pass for Miami goes out of bounds. So apparently we're going to overtime in that game. It took, what, 15 minutes for the last 15 seconds of this game? But thrilling. And now we're going to OT there. Toronto won at Boston, 113-97. College shoots Kentucky in overtime beat Louisville. Serena Williams was named AP's Female Athlete of the Decade. Back to you. I'll tell you what, you don't hear oftentimes. And the Bulls win 116 to 81. <laughs> like, that doesn't roll off the tongue. We're not, like, maybe like the Jordan days, you would hear that. Not now. That just shows you how bad things are for the Atlanta Hawks. Are you looking forward to George Reister, this 10 part documentary of Michael Jordan? How can you not look forward I've to I've already given up my time. Oh, this man. should be a national holiday. Like, like everybody should get, you know, a bunch of hours off of work if it's during work time. Don't don't expect me to parent. Don't expect me to, you know, if my if my kid is like, hey, dad, I need some help with with my homework. See me in an hour, kid. Uh huh. I thought that you were gonna say if they're like, hey, dad, I want some artificial flavoring in my in my syrup. Have at it. I'm watching the ten part doc. You know, that's the one time. Timing is everything when you're a kid. Hey, that might be the time to come see about dad. They'd be like, hey, dad, hey, dad, can we go to, uh, can we order some, some Del Taco? Yeah, whatever. 
Can we have homemade tacos with Velveeta on it? Absolutely. No, that's the one time you snap back to reality. Everything else they can sneak under. My kid, no, that that's literally an impossible thing because <laughs> my kids would look at your Velveeta tacos and, and be like, "Who is this guy? Is <laughs> he must be he must be from Mars, or that must be how they eat eat tacos in some I, actually." They would they would probably say, "Oh, that's that's not a taco. That's a that's a dish from somewhere else in the world." Clearly, because that's not a taco. Because they can identify tacos. I think your kids are sheltered. I think that they they haven't are. been. That uh, is that's a fact. <laughs> yes, I I don't think that they've experienced uh, an eclectic array of different personalities here. I, you need to invite me over, George. I'll get them cultured. You know. Velveeta on homemade tacos. That's not Culturing. culture. They, it is. That, uh, okay, culture. My my uh, my uh, seven month old son has been to five countries. He's he's a culture. That's pretty good. That's, the, the one box that is le- left to be checked is not even eating, just witnessing somebody else eating homemade tacos with Velveeta on it. See how sheltered they are. Dude, they, I don't even know where you would see that. That's like seeing a unicorn. Hey, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, we're closing it down in style. Up next from the Geico studios. Little week 17, look ahead. Couple of games. We got to talk about this NFC game. Uh, NFC West on the line. Seahawks hosting the 49ers. But right around the corner, I want to stick with college football. Which would be the sexier matchup? Initially, I would have said LSU-Ohio State. I still might stick with that, but consider these injuries. J.K. Dobbins is hobbling around. Justin Fields isn't quite 100%. So which would you say, with that knowledge, is the sexier championship matchup? We'll get to that. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. Roughing the kicker penalty on Ohio State. Ohio State, they had four dudes. Look like a jailbreak, George Reister. Four dudes about to block the punt. Point blank range. Two guys right there. They don't lay a fingertip on the ball. Turns into a roughing the kicker penalty. Clemson retains possession. That's a big penalty. Oh, and in the this kicker game. did it. Uh, the 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 punter did an A plus yes. job of selling it. He like grabbed onto the defender yes. too, and then let go on the way down. It was it was perfection as far as drawing drawing a penalty. If you're an Ohio way, State fan, like you you couldn't even be mad. You just had to be impressed, right? Because <laughs> it was a bad job. Oh, I've I've got a a question that. Uh, it's a oh, little dumb in nature. There goes the neighborhood. Clemson's up. There you go. Are you rooting for Clemson in this game? I I just I just been saying all all year. Stop banging on Clemson. And uh-huh. and and I and what did it, what did I tell you earlier about all those field goals? Okay, George Reister, you did. You mentioned the the field goals, but my main deal was they're going to score more than twenty two points. You were like field goal here, field goal, field goal. So that's still you, in effect. Are you, are you still are you still so sure about that right now? I don't like it with J.K. Dobbins <laughs> going down, <laughs> but you weren't basing that on. Hey, if they hold him to a field goal and it's thirteen, J.K. Dobbins was was in. They held him to three field goals. But J.K. Dobbins is hobbled now. You didn't say they they're going to hold him to three two field goals. Goal. Dobbins is going to get hurt. You didn't throw that in there. I just said that. They held them to four field goals. I'm okay. sorry. I mean, holding them to four field goals. I still think even with Dobbins out, they clear 22 points. I still feel the same way. All right. I mean, if they get another touchdown, that will put put them at 23. Yeah. So technically, no, one you will be right. Yeah. Okay. A couple of things here. First off, why is it not roughing the punter? Hmm? Why not? It was if they gave him a fifteen yard. I, I know, but it's they say technically the language is roughing the kicker. That's not a kicker. It's a punter. No, why is it not roughing? the He punter? is the kicker. He's a person kicking the whoever. He's kicking it. Whoever is kicking. Punter. Why are you? Why are you trying to be like a word terrorist right now? Dude, <laughs> I'm a, just telling you, he's kicker, the punter. The person with the act of kicking the football. Yeah, and what's that guy called? A he's kicker. called the punter. He's just a specific. It's just another name for a kicker. He's okay, how about this? How about this? If um, you're lining up for a field goal, right? Oh, oh, and then kickers are technically place kickers. F- okay, fine, but they're st- they're kickers. Okay, let's oh, say the kicker oh, gets rough. Oh, they but- don't call roughing the punter when it's a field goal try. Because huh? he's why a are kicker. they calling because roughing the kicker when it's the punter? A kicker. If you kick the ball, you are a kicker. 
of the football. It should be roughing the punter, not right. roughing the kicker. All right. See, you are a person who won't let common sense get in the way of their argument right now, and you <laughs> and just want to argue. This is a very this is as common sense as it gets. Listen, this is the a prime example of. I remember when I was getting married, and my <laughs> and my dad said, "Look, George." There are decisions that you're always going to have to make. He said, uh-huh. every every time you guys get in an argument, you have to choose. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? right. <laughs> and, and, and right and right now you're trying to be right instead of be happy. So you're saying I'm your radio wife. Is that what you're telling me? That makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> It's just radio. It's just Which based is, on radio. And from an argument standpoint, you just say, yeah, yeah, sure, no, absolutely. The three most powerful words in the English language right now. I feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. All right, how about this? The best title game matchup. Now, originally, I was going to say it would be LSU and Ohio State. They're jockeying for number one throughout many weeks in the season. I still feel that way. Is there an argument in your mind to be made we're talking defending champions here in Clemson. J.K. Dobbins is hobbled. Justin Fields, he said going into this Dude, game, they got two 80, weeks. 85%. They got two weeks okay. before So you the stick game. with Ohio State. Better oh. matchup in your mind? Uh-oh. Oh, please don't tell me that that he hurt LeBron. Oh, no. Oh, we, we are, we're watching the Portland Lakers game, and they just side swipe Le- lebron on a dunk his hip is already hurt so he couldn't accelerate and then they just tried to hurt the man he his, his elbows hurting him and guess who came to, to 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 scrape him up off the ground kuzma kyle kuzma was it yep <laughs> this is trainer's dog in lebron how about that his trainer we haven't touched on this as a bad job by me we touched on lebron a little bit but kyle kuzma's trainer if you missed this he posted on social media Watching Kawhi highlights from yesterday, nobody wants to speak on how sharp his skill set is compared to LeBron's. It's clear who's really in the lab and who isn't. Basically saying LeBron's not putting in the work that Kawhi is. How about that? He says, turn on the film on somebody uh, was dodging smoke yesterday and it wasn't Kawhi. So Kyle Kuzma's trainer calling out LeBron James. Ridiculous. I say this, George. I think LeBron has generated the most dumb comments of any athlete. Would you go there or somewhere else? I can accept that. Think how many dumb things have been said about LeBron, not just now, but over the years. You know? He doesn't want it. He's not Jordan. Oh, he's making excuses now with this (laughs) this rib injury and on and on and on. I don't think one single player has generated more stupid comments than LeBron James. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That is a excellent take, Brian. Brian, no. Thank because because people just they get so enamored with hating him so much and they won't just, you know, just pay attention to what the truth is. Yeah. And pay attention to what he's showing them on paper and showing them on the court. But Kyle Kuzma's trainer stepped way out of bounds, way out of bounds. Because yeah. LeBron's got to play. I mean, he's got to play with LeBron. Yeah. And I guarantee that that was a, that that was a conversation that they were like, um, because Le- LeBron said that him and Kyle Kuzma had a conversation. And that was one of them like, 
say, bro, you need to check your trainer, homie. Right. And, <laughs> That's right. And Kuzma was like, bro, I don't even know what he was talking about. My tweet was about something else. I still want to be here with the Lakers. Please don't trade uh, me too. Thing, I was man. just all upset. I was in my feelings because I'm not starting right, right now. Just I'm, drama I'm, I'm, I'm for emotional. no good reason. And the Kardashians, yeah. she broke up with me. I, I, I'm sorry. Just, By the way, 10-second Week 17 preview. Seahawks hosting the Niners. Who Seahawks. Going Seahawks. House of Horrors for the Niners. How about Beast Mode? Huh? Beast Mode back? Does he do anything from here on out? <laughs> nothing. He's doing nothing, nothing. <laughs> but Seahawks win. Good stuff tonight. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote live nation presents concert week now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.